Welcome to the latest Pinkcast in the Pink Elephant podcast series, dedicated to leading the way in IT management best practices. My name is Troy, and I'm an executive consultant with Pink Elephant. Let's take a look at governance. So COBIT, just to give you a bit more history on COBIT, because this is something you need to know. This is the tool the auditors use. And at least you have to know what it is and what the language of COBIT is so that you can speak to an auditor in even terms. Okay, so this is your translation uh, exercise. COBIT is an international framework. It has been around for many years. It is also open as far as uh, participation in its design, and it's based on 40 different international standards. It uses language such as control objective, what, what in ITIL we'd call a process, and within that it'll have activities. And it also, much like other frameworks, has adopted the CMM, the Capability Maturity Model of Understanding Maturity of Business Process and Transaction. Now, this model, just for a brief introduction, says any business processes of zero through five maturity, zero means you got nothing. In the court of law, you would be found guiltless of having a process. Two means that ad hoc, I got something, but it's inconsistent. Three is that sweet spot of controlled, refined, defined, managed, defined, consistent, repeatable, formalized. Four and five gets into that world of optimization, continuous improvement. They're looking for Sarbanes, excuse me, COBIT controls in the Sarbanes audits that are occurring to be at a level three control, which is that consistent, repeatable, formalized, documented, which is a big thing when you think of the scope of what they're asking for. So it was developed by that government, that agency called ISACA, and it, it was really an auditor's tool which has grown up to become more. And it is much like uh, ITIL, it's an international framework, and because of that, it's gaining ground globally. Okay? Now, a little bit of its history, it's been around for a few years now. It's currently in its version 3, but its version 4 is currently being worked on because it's not perfect and it's, it's expanding. Um, I had the privilege of being involved in developing or assisting the development in version 4 of COBIT. And what's occurring in version 4 in these workshops, which are being held around the world, is a better alignment with existing models, better alignment with ISO 17799, better alignment with IATL, better alignment with different things. Because what COBIT is becoming is the model of models. How does all this kind of glue together? What's our strategic scope for IT? Version 4 hopefully be released uh, in the not-too-distant future. Now, COBIT also is, is positive in some senses because it gives us a lot of information we can use for other things and just being aware of what we have to watch out for. It goes into deep information about each control objective, what are the activities, but more than that, what kind of information is being shared in, in relationship to the, the control objective or process, what are the resources which apply, people, technology. It's a really good source of information if you're going out to design and implement process. It even has a maturity model we're going to see. And the various levels of COBIT documentation are all targeted at specific audience groups. You can build that into your design of your process. You're going to go out and do change management. You're going to want to make sure you look at COBIT as kind of a checkpoint to make sure you got all the basic ticks off. right? But you're going to need to use a process like ITIL to give you the full definition 
but then you have to apply COVID as your acid test to see if it meets all the control requirements. Now, COVID is in four domains, loosely developed around the life cycle of, a, of an application or new service. So we got plan and organize, acquire and implement, deliver and support, and monitor. Now, what I'm going to show you is, is a correlation to ITIL, because ITIL, as you're going to see, is a major part of COBIT. COBIT uses ITIL as one of the 40, in fact, one of the major frameworks underneath COBIT. And this is where you get the connection between SOX and ITIL. It goes through SOX to COBIT, COBIT to ITIL. And this is where you get this sense of why suddenly ITIL is very important in the world of governance. But I just want to give you a sense of the 34 control objectives in around each of these four domains. And those of you who are familiar with ITIL will know one of the major things that ITIL brought to North America as a differentiation was a difference between what an incident is and what a problem is. Well, because COBIT uses ITIL, it talks about differences. DS10, delivery and support 10, is management of problems and incidents. Different things. You see ITIL embedded in COBIT because of this dependency, this, this build model. I'm not going to give you all these because I'm going to do a little bit of a pop quiz here. So here's ITIL. It's a little bit larger than you think. Um, the detail and the most content is in here in the, what we call the service support and service delivery processes. But there is recent books written on infrastructure management application. And while they're good information, sometimes I personally feel they're not deep enough to give you enough best practice. And this is why you have to go out and get CMM or ETOM. What they are good for is kind of an API, <laughs> a programming interface that says, here's how service management integrates with application management. Here's how service management integrates with operations. And so they're good pieces of literature, but don't think of them as the de facto information for that piece. You've got to pick up something else as well. But let's take a look at this and see how it maps to COBIT for a minute. So we got our four domains. We've got ITIL in the middle. Let's go. Manage problems and incidents. I've given you that one already. Manage configuration. Which process is that in ITIL? Anyone know? Configuration management. And we're talking true configuration management with relationships because they want to know the impact. I pull out a device here. How does that impact the business applications and the transactions? It's relational configuration. Assist and advise IT customers. What do you think COBIT's talking about there? What function in the ITIL framework would be that? Which this whole conference is based on. It's the service desk. Manage change. Change management. And it's very, based on almost 100% on ITIL change management. A little bit difficult, but still guessable. Install and accredit systems. Release management. In fact, really, most of the focus of this year's legislation is on release and change. But that's just kind of an initial step. Now, the red book, that service delivery book. Identify and allocate cost. IT financial management. Ensure system security, security management. Ensure continuous service. The ITIL term is IT service continuity with a little bit of storage management thrown in as well. Manage performance and capacity. Capacity management. Manage third-party service. Now, here's two processes involved in this. The first one you'd probably easily guess. Service level management and availability management. Define and manage service levels. Service level management. Assess risk. 
a bit of change, a little bit of IT service continuity, a bit of security. We've got, those are the red and blue, that's the core, but that's already about 30 to, 50, 30 to 35%, excuse me, of, um, of, of the framework. And we can, we can stretch it out a little bit if we go into the, the other books like the infrastructure and the application book. We go into manage operations, manage data, manage facilities, acquire and maintain technology. A little bit more with that acquire and maintain application software, but I would really recommend using another framework for the detail around this. But even if we stretch it, there are a lot more things out there. Okay. You have to know what they are because the auditors are going to say, we want to hear about installing any credit systems. What can you show us? If you've got release management, these are what you need to know. If you've got change management, you have to be able to say, okay, well, you, what you mean to this is this, and here's our stuff on this. So this is where you need to know how to connect the auditing language with what you may recognize within an ITIL framework if you're into that. Now, on the positive side of, of COBIT, and I really liked it for this, is it does a lot of good for... Every process, it gives us what are the critical success factors, key performance indicators, and we're always asking about what to measure, right? Well, ITIL's Green Book has got, you know, implementing service management, has got a good set of KPIs in there, key performance indicators. But here's another set. Every control objective in COBIT has a whole set of KPIs to, to manage for that, that control objective. And they've even done a nicer little piece for us. They've broken into key performance indicators and also key goal indicators. Key goal indicators are those metrics which resemble if the process is actually functioning correctly or not according to its objective. So they've kind of broken it one level up. So they have a whole set of now key goal indicators, which are key, which are metrics that say, is the process functioning? That's some good information there. And with that comes a maturity model. To give you a sense of, the, of this, I'm not expecting you to read this again. This is more, this is a page out of the management guidelines. And this is DS10, which is managing problems and incidents, which, you know, we're very familiar with. The objective is very idle. Here are my critical success factors. This is, the management guidelines give us a bullet, bullet look at the control objective. That's why I like it. Here are my key, key performance indicators. Here are the ones which COBIT considers the key goal indicators. Okay, so huge information around metrics. And by the way, if you are getting audited against this, and they are looking for these KPIs, it behooves you then to use them because it's just being ready and having them ready and having the reports ready to generate. So it's all there. You, can, you know what it is if you go to look. And with that, for every process or control objective in COBIT comes a zero through five maturity model. What does incident and problem management look like at a level three defined process? So you can use this on your own self-assessments to get a sense of, you know, what and how close you are to the mark. Some really good information uh, in this put out by the Governance Institute. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this Pinkcast. My name is Troy Dumoulin, and for more information, please take a look at our website at www.pinkelephant.com and pay particular attention to the Atlas link where you'll find all types of time-saving tools and techniques for your IT service management journey.